Welcome to the Midlife Dating Without the Crisis podcast, helping both baby boomers and Gen Xers maintain their sanity and survive the online dating experience. If you're a single guy or gal who find himself back on the dating market, getting that second chance to an even better relationship, we've got your back. And now, from the 50 Dates at 50 Studios, helping to bring the fun back into dating, here's your host, Paul Nelson. Midlife Dating Podcast, Episode 16, Dating Truths, Part 1. So have you ever heard of the flannel nightgown? It's our glossary term for this episode, and it explains the transition that develops in all romantic relationships. I'll be reviewing the movie Sing Street, released in 2016. It'll bring us back into the 80s when things were so much more simple. The film has a great message about taking risks in putting yourself out there, and being willing to accept some levels of humiliation as you grow and learn and chase your passion. In the Potpourri segment, I'm going to cover Dating Truths Part 1. These truths emerged out of repeating patterns and behaviors I began to pick up on when I started dating again back in my early 50s regarding soulmates, rejection, how to test the dating waters effectively, and so much more. So by the end of this episode, you're going to have a great grasp on why rejection is your friend and why it's a good thing. Also, how easy it is to increase your dating and romantic intelligence. If you like what you hear, please take a moment and click on the subscribe or follow button. I don't want you missing out on making any of your date nights more memorable. So now, 50 daters, let's start turning those dating busts into dating bests. How can you walk it if you don't talk it? Our glossary of today's dating terms explains the language. The flannel nightgown, also known as comfort love. This is a relationship condition where sexual, sensual, and erotic energy is replaced by an affectionate, cozy, and amicable bond. Reversing this relationship predicament back in the direction of the erotic requires space or distance between the couple, as discussed in Esther Perel's book, Mating in Captivity. This, guys and gals, is why time apart, guy time, and gal time is so important. It's that time and space apart that will help rejuvenate that sexual tension between the couple. Today's special, our chick flick, movie review of classic dating and relationship lessons taken from the big silver screen. Sing Street, released in 2016, is the movie review for this episode. And this movie takes place in Dublin, Ireland in 1985, and it follows Connor, a teenager getting transferred to a public school who has to deal with all the grim realities of being the new kid. He gets picked on heavily by both the staff and the students. He meets a girl by the name of Rafina, and to impress Rafina, he tells her he's making a music video and wants to know if she would like to be in it. She shows interest, so he has to quickly form a band and rehearse some songs. Influenced by the likes of Duran Duran, Hollow Notes, Spando Ballet, The Cure, and Joe Jackson, Connor gives himself a makeover, which initially does not go over well. Connor's older brother, Brendan, supports him and helps him to better understand the bands of the era. 
their own band begins to improve, and the chemistry builds between Connor and Rafina as they make videos. Rafina realizes the songs Connor is writing are about her, and Connor learns that he must compete with older guys for Rafina. Sing Street is an excellent movie about being the underdog on many fronts. The soundtrack is great, and this is definitely going to bring you back into the 80s. As an added bonus, the originals that Connor's band plays are pretty catchy too, and the story will definitely bring a smile to your face. Now, the Midlife Dating Podcast take on this is, this movie is about risks. Connor took a risk in talking with Rafina. He took a risk in starting the band, and he took a risk in making the videos. Additionally, Connor takes a risk in wearing makeup, which, when you watch bands like Duran Duran, that's the thing to do. The ending of this movie is even high risk. The movie is also about going full throttle at something that you're passionate about. There are several truthful scenes in this movie as Connor learns how to conduct himself around women. And I'll tell you, as far as Connor goes, I'm going to completely admit that I wore makeup in some of the hair metal bands that I played in back in the 80s. So I can completely identify with Connor attempting to wear makeup. Why do we need to watch it? Well, this is simple. Connor in this movie learns that women are emotion-driven. Most guys, especially nice guys, don't understand this. They tend to view these interactions from a purely logical standpoint. Furthermore, most men don't understand the difference between dating a woman and being her boyfriend. Guys, dating a woman does not make her your girlfriend. It's about taking a risk and putting yourself out there. When you show up for a date, put your full effort into the interaction. Don't just go through the motions. In this movie, Brennan explains to Connor how relationships can start for the wrong reasons. For boomers and Gen Xers, this is true in our youth for one set of reasons, and it is true today for a completely different set. Since we're in the third and fourth quarter of our lives, it's better to spend it with someone we really want to be with rather than one who's just convenient to be with. Hello, dear. Hello, Ma. Have a nice time? I'll say. Jack's awfully handsome and such a smooth dancer. Mom, how can I tell if... I mean, how did you know when you were in love with Dad? Oh, I've been in love several times before. I got so I could recognize the symptoms. Several times? Mm-hmm. And each time I thought I'd found my Prince Charming. Most people fall in love quite a few times in their lives. Well, then, how can you tell when you're really in love? Well, I'll have to think about that. Let's save it tomorrow, shall we? All right. Good night. Good night, dear. Most people fall in love quite a few times. I wonder if Jack knows that. I tell you, Bob, I haven't dated any girl but Nora in two months. We're really in love. Uh-huh. And you were really in love with Betty and Mary and Alice and I don't know who else. And there'll be others, I suppose. Oh, no. That's over with. You know, Bob, Nora's the prettiest girl I've ever known. 
She's just as beautiful as... Beautiful? And you think that's all that matters? Oh, hurry up and get in bed, will you? Bob, did you feel this way when you fell in love with Jean? Oh, look. I've felt that way lots of times. The trouble with you is, you don't seem to understand what love is really about. You young punks go to the movies a couple of times, do a little necking, and you think you're in love. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. All I wanted to do was ask. You don't have to get sore about it, do you? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Jack, but, but look at it this way. You just haven't been around enough to know what love really is. Believe me, it's nothing like the slush they give you in the movies. Well, I don't know, Bob. That's right. You don't know. Maybe you would understand better if... Say, I've got an idea. How'd you like to double date with Gene and me tomorrow night? Why, sure, Bob. That would be swell. Sure you wouldn't mind? Not if you let me get some sleep now. Good night. Good night. Potpourri is a mixed bag of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Listener-driven dating experiences and Paul's own adventures in the dating arena. Dating Truths, Part 1. When I began dating, again in my early 50s, I, I noticed patterns and repeating behaviors in dating over a period of several years. These patterns are the origin of the dating truths I'm about to tell you. Dating truth number one, there is no such thing as just one soulmate for each of us. If you go out on a hundred different dates, you're going to run across three to five really great candidates. So you have to be ready when you meet them. This is why we practice dating. You have to get out there and you have to grow and learn to become a better dater. So when you run across the person that has a real good potential in a dating relationship or a regular relationship for you, you have to be ready. Truth number two, dating more than one person at a time is nothing more than testing the waters. Doing so addresses a variety of common dating dilemmas. First off, what does it do? It eliminates one-itis. That's when you go out with one person and you just put everything into that one person. And when you get rejected, which you're probably going to under a lot of circumstances, it's going to really hurt. One-itis is something that we all go through and the best way to reduce it or eliminate it is to be able to date more than one person at a time. So when you do get rejected, you have other options. Dating more than one person at a time also creates confidence. It will eventually limit or remove your fear of rejection. And when you remove that fear of rejection, it allows you to be more of yourself, and that's what makes you attractive. By the way, you should never tell your date that you're doing this. It's better to keep it a mystery. However, dating more than one person at a time stops the moment you become intimate with one of the people that you're dating. And you need to focus at that point on that one person. Dating truth. Number three, rejection is your friend. The faster you get rejected, the better. Embrace it. Dating more than one person at a time will eventually conquer your fear of rejection. When you do get rejected, think of it as the universe or karma having your back and intervening to keep you from getting involved with this person. 
the universe is doing you a favor, and it definitely won't seem like a favor at the time the rejection takes place. It still hurts like hell, especially if, if you've gotten four or five dates in and the person you're dating pulls a complete 180 on you. You'll probably never know why, so you handle it with class and you move on. Acting with class and in a dignified manner is a lonely place in the dating world, my friends but it's the foundation you want to have when karma eventually leads you to the right one for a relationship. Dating truth number four, dating several men or women at a time is easy and is not time-consuming if approached correctly. First off, it only works if you have a dating plan and you stick to your dating plan. I've talked about dating plans in an earlier episode. You also have to budget your time and strictly stay to it. Women are born multitaskers and have no problem with this. Practicing right-swipe discipline is also paramount. Now, I've talked about right-swipe discipline, and a quick review on that is when you get on a dating app and you are right-swiping and you start like four to six conversations You need to put your dating app on pause at that point and work through those conversations and set up dates with those people and work through them. Do not continue to swipe more. You need to work through the conversations and the meetups that you've started. Once you've worked through them and under most circumstances, those potential dates will eliminate themselves one way or another. Then turn your app back on and continue to right swipe and repeat with the next group of people. What's also important is to keep well-written notes after calls and meet updates. Yes, I will admit to doing this. It's the only way you can keep things straight. There was a period of time, five years ago, six years ago, that I set up five dates, I remember, in one week. Um, It's either four or five. And after that week, I could not keep track of all the conversations that I had had. It was was one of the most craziest weeks. And this is where I learned that I had to stop and take notes as to the conversations that I had. What I learned was after you get done with the meetup, when you get home, go ahead and stop and take notes about what the conversation was all about. When you're dating more than one person at a time, you got to keep this stuff straight. And boomers and Gen Xers, we have our senior moments. So we have to keep notes. I keep notes on everything these days, and the same has to go with dating. It's the only way that you can make this work. Next up is understand when it comes to dating more than one person at a time that the phone and text messages are for date logistics. Setting up meetups, places, times, you got to keep it and stick to that. Save your conversations for face-to-face not over the phone or by text. When you send a a text message, I think you're missing anywhere between 70 and 90% of the communication that's going on. There's no vocal tonality and there's no body language associated with it. I have screwed up more interactions trying to be cute by text until I finally learned you keep it to logistics. Same with the phone call. After your first initial call, you set up the date and you stick to that. Stay off the phone. 
If you're on the phone with five or six different people and you're having two or three conversations with each one, next thing you know, all your free time is gone. Next up is keep your date short, 60 to 90 minutes. If you have a follow-up date, one to two hours. Keep them short. Why do we keep them short? Because it's easy to put your foot in your mouth. And after that date, take some notes as to what you did and what conversations you had. Dating truth number five. Dating is a learned skill set. Most people are not willing to grow to be better daters. Growth means pain and suffering during the learning process. When you start to get 20 meetups in, something remarkable and cool begin to happen to you. Things will begin to slow down. Do you remember the, the, the movie The Matrix starring Keanu Reeves from 1999? He played the character Neo and he took the red pill. And let me quickly explain what Google says about red pill, blue pill here. The terms red pill and blue pill refer to a choice between the willingness to learn a potentially unsettling or life-changing truth by taking the red pill or remaining in contented ignorance with the blue pill. When Neo took the red pill, things began to slow down and he had more awareness as to what was going on around him. The same thing happens when you go out on more dates. The more dates you go on, things begin to slow down and it's not quite as out of control or overwhelming. I can use a couple of professional sport analogies in this too. In professional baseball, as batters gain experience at the plate, one of the things that happens to them is the pitches begin to slow down for them. They can actually begin to read the way the stitches on the ball spin and they can get an idea what type of pitch it is that's coming in at them. They still only have fractions of a second to make a decision. Everything slows down, and they can actually make judgments on whether to swing at the ball. It takes several at-bats or years to develop this skill set. Same with professional football. One of the things that college players remark about that they have trouble adjusting to is the speed of the pro game. When the ball is snapped in professional football, and the play's over in like three to five seconds. And in those three to five seconds, the quarterback gets the ball, he drops back a couple of steps, and he's got a variety of receivers to throw to. And he, he knows where they're going to be, and he can quickly scan the field to see which one's open or which one should be open in a matter of moments. All that comes with experience. The more experience the quarterback has, the more the game will begin to slow down for him. Just as the more dates that you go on, dating will be less overwhelming and things will slow down and you'll be able to see and pick up on things that you didn't normally see before. And a lot of people are going to say, well, I'm worried about going on these dates and screwing up. Well, you're going to screw up. If you go out on 20 dates, 20 first date meetups, 18, 19 of those people are probably people you're never going to see again. These are perfect conditions to make the mistakes. Most people, all of us need to understand that most people that we meet in online dating are not going to be a match. Most will not be. So the cool thing is, as you get through these dates and you progress through meeting with different people, things will eventually begin to slow down and you'll be able to read the stitches on the fastball or you'll know where the receivers are going to be downfield. 
things will become much more easy for you. So what did we learn today, 50 daters? We increased our awareness of the transition between erotic energy and a cozy, affectionate bond in a dating or committed relationship. We also learned that rejection is karma or the universe collectively having our back. We also learned that the more meetup dates you go on, the easier dating gets as things will begin to slow down and your awareness increases, just like taking the red pill in the movie The Matrix. We also learned that the secret to increasing our dating and romantic intelligence is as easy as just showing up for the date. And why is this? Because you'll learn something every time and you're going to improve as a result. We also learned that Sing Street makes for a great date night in movie. Here at the Midlife Dating Podcast, it's all about providing as much value as possible for our listeners. So please message me at the email address in the show notes if you have any dating topics you'd like me to cover or have any general questions or comments. We've reached the dating humor part of the podcast, and today's humor line goes like this. I once dated a girl that collected magazines, but she had too many issues. Okay, guys and gals, it's been fun, and I look forward to being with you on the next episode to take your dating experience from a bust to a best, and that's a really good place to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of Midlife Dating Without the Crisis. Eager for more dating support? Visit 50dates at 50.com for lots of free quality content. Get access to dating and relationship commentary, advice, Q&A, funny stories, movie and book reviews, along with other resources to help 50 daters sort out the pretenders and find quality dating and relationship-minded people. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.